Welcome to the Sunday Night Army podcast with your host, Jacob. All right, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. I am Jacob, and this is the Sunday Night Army podcast. I have a fantastic episode for everybody today. And yes, I am overusing that word today completely through the entire episode. So it will be annoying, but it describes the episode 100%. And before we get to my guest today, of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to the show on all podcast streaming platforms, wherever you're listening right now. Like, subscribe, give it a rating, all that other cool stuff. And if you want to support the show, you'll see more independent artists on this show being uh, played and listened to. Well, check out the link, link in bio, grab some merch, and keep this all going. We're on the road to 200 episodes, and it has been a journey so far, especially musically. So it's going to be an interesting month, month and a half before we get to that. But first, let's get to this episode. So right now on the Sunday Night Army, let's continue with the music series. And I have a special guest with me today. I have Tara Giancaspro, a.k.a. Sweaty Lamar. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And I'm really looking forward to uh, have my audience hear your latest track. But before we get to that, How's New York right now? Because up here in Canada, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to break through this whole winter cycle. We're still having our kind of gloomy order. We're still kind of having our, our dark and gloomies, but I'm hoping that dissipates soon. Uh, in terms of how my actual day is, I'm working, <laughs> which I say in quotes, uh, my boss is out of office. So I'm just kind of answering casual emails and watching Mrs. Maisel. So <laughs> it's a great day over here. Uh, we're still in that... Uh, post-COVID uh, era, as you call it, we're doing everything on you know, Zoom and meetings and yeah. emails and all that nonsense. Yeah, I'm working from home all week. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I think I'm, I'm more in the habit of actually avoiding people and doing things via the calls and things, messages, and it's more comfortable that way. It is. I mean, I, you, know, you, you really don't have to wear pants to, uh, to work your best. And, and keep, you know, the capitalism alive. So, uh, yeah, I think we've all learned a valuable lesson thanks to COVID. You know, and we're saving money on clothing because pajamas are day-around kind of situation. So I do so much less laundry now. It's been a godsend. <laughs> yeah, we're saving the environment. Less laundry, less washing, less chemicals in the water. Then done. We're, we're doing yeah. our job. Right. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. All right, let's get to the music. Um you have a fantastic sound to you, and I want to know more about it because I want to know. Let's start at the very beginning of it. What what led you to become an artist, and how did you start? Sure. So as a, as I always say, the curse was foisted upon me about two months into the pandemic. Uh, I'm a writer. I've written about two hundred pages of my first novel. That's what I had kind of intended to do as a creative person. Uh, but one morning. I woke up at like 3 a.m. and I had these lyrics in my head and I I went over to my cell phone and I sent myself an email with the lyrics and I didn't know what I was going to do with them. I thought maybe I'd put lyrics into a short story or maybe a poem. I don't know. And then I woke up and I kind of sung the song to myself 
And that's when the curse descended upon my <laughs> shoulders. And it was like, oh, oh, you want to make music, I guess. All right. You couldn't have started when you were 16 and all your friends were in bands. You couldn't have picked up a bass guitar then. Okay, Tara. Great. Uh, so about a week later, I was in voice lessons and I bought like an $89 guitar from a company that I think is called like Best Products. Like what a great name for a guitar, <laughs> right? Um and I, you know, I started watching YouTube videos to teach myself your very basic cowboy chords and started taking voice lessons. Uh, you know, I'm so quick to, to give myself grief for the fact that I'm not this, you know, professional singer or this like really strong singer, but I did go from less than an octave at the time to, I have like three octaves now. So I guess I worked hard and uh, yeah, I've been writing songs ever since. The way I work is I write lyrics and vocal melodies and then I start to hear the song in my mind. But because I'm a newer musician, a newer instrumentalist, I usually go to my producers or friends of mine and we kind of chord the song out together and they help me build the music and we try to fine tune it to what's in my head. So it's a very different way of writing songs. I don't recommend it. I've gotten some luck with it, but I do not recommend it. Everybody please learn how to like bar or get a capo on your guitar. Do not bring people lyrics in a Google doc. It is <laughs> a long process. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Actually, I do know exactly what you're talking about because that's half the way I write. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same. But I want to know more about um, what you said curse. I don't know if I see it as a curse because it, it, you're uh, producing something fantastic. Now, your writing itself, it has to come from somewhere. And I know you said you're a newer artist, but, it, but you're, you know how to write and you put it to music. What inspires your songs not individually but all together what inspires idea wise sure so i think what i really talk about most is relationships and you know some part of me had you know i gave myself a little bit of grief over that because i wasn't writing about you know politics or social issues or something that would be seen as more important and more intellectual but you know when i look at amazing artists and I look at amazing songs it always comes back to you know they could be writing about something really beautiful and important or something that just feels very cinematic and poetic but then they always bring it back to and then you called or and then you came back or I wish I was sharing this with you so I I've kind of started to shake off that sense that I had to write something of more quote-unquote value because what is more important than love what is more important than relationships um, and I like to explore that in very different ways. And a lot of it is very literal. A lot of it comes from actual relationships I've had, friends' relationships that I've perceived, even if I'm just taking some small details so I'm not like exploiting my friend's horrible breakup <laughs> for one of my songs. Um, you know, and that's how I kind of write. I always say that in life with people I've met, people who I wound up writing songs about, each one is like a sheet of glass. I take that sheet of glass and it drops to the floor and sometimes it just cracks in half and you get two songs about that person, you know, two different stories or two perspectives. Sometimes it shatters into 65 pieces and you have, you could write 60 different songs about, oh, a little interesting phrase that they said during a conversation or, oh, this is how this person made me feel. 
why do they make me feel this way? And that becomes a song. Uh, so I really like to examine relationships. I have an EP coming out in a couple of months, which is sort of country Western inspired. It's a very new sound for me, but all of the songs deal with different shades of infidelity. Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a different way of breaking down uh, your ideas for sure. Um, that, that sounds fantastic. Now, Thank you. influences in sound because you have, I'm sure you take cue from other artists and some inspiration uh, from sure. other artists. Now, what has influenced you um, to create your own sound that you have right now? Sure. Uh, in terms of sonically, you know, the first two songs that I have out, I've always been in love with you in Mysteries, very inspired by Phoebe Bridgers, which then, of course, is inspired by Elliot Smith, who I love dearly. Uh, Lucy Dacus, which makes perfect sense since Lucy's guitarist produced both of these tracks. And I did that for a reason. I wanted that very ambient indie sound. Um, Lyrically, you know, I'm a huge Max Bemis fan from Say Anything. I really love that Max Bemis is unafraid to go gritty and dirty and kind of gross. And, you know, really, when you listen to his songs, it's very clear that even though other people can relate to them, as I certainly have done, um, you know, they're his stories. They could be no one else's but his it's his life, it's his mental illness, it's his relationships, it's his, you know, cultural observations. Um, Connor Oberst is a huge lyrical influence for me in that I use way too many words in my songs. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's never been a chorus that I'm not trying to make different each runaround. You know, usually people do a chorus and it's like, ooh, baby, I love your way or whatever it is. <laughs> and with me, Every single time that chorus comes up in a song, I try to make at least one word different to get a new idea in there. And that feels, it feels very Connor. Um, you know, I was a huge Beatles fan growing up and I still am. Uh, I love Against Me and Laura Jane Grace. I want to do a lot of stuff that feels more rock, you know, heavier and more rock inspired. And Laura is a huge influence in that regard. Um, and let's see, I'm probably missing 85 people. Alanis Morissette is the one that I'm thinking, oh, I must be missing Alanis. <laughs> you know, angry brunette screaming about boys. Mm. How yeah. else could I not be influenced by Alanis? One of our greatest Canadians. Right. No, for sure. Now, yeah, just blew me away by the Alanis Morissette thing because um, it's funny. I was just working on a song by that uh, from her. Okay. Uh, that is so much inspiration to put into your art form and that inspiration and what's behind your latest track called mysteries how did that come about sure so um my grandmother passed away last valentine's day and she and i were very close i'm actually recording this from her apartment because i wound up moving into her apartment after oh, wow. And um, so she's been around me a lot in different ways. You know, her kitchen still looks the same. And also I, I felt her in a lot of different ways around me. And, you know, I, I am this atheist and I'm not like a Richard Dawkins atheist. I just didn't believe in anything and I haven't for a long time, but I felt her around me and it kind of freaked me out because I was like, this isn't what I was expecting. 
you know, mm-hmm. I did not believe that she would be floating around me, guiding me. Uh, and I had to sit there and ask myself, would you rather be right about your belief system? Would you rather be stubborn and right? Or would you rather have your grandmother? And I said, well, I got to have Graham in whatever way I feel her. And if I want to talk to her, I should be able to with, you know, and who cares about being right? Like, it's okay to admit that you're wrong. It's okay to admit that there's something you don't know. And that's where this song comes from. You know, as I say in the chorus, I couldn't have, couldn't be happier to be wrong. If, you know, if there's a hand I don't believe in guiding me, if there are mysteries left, if, you know, I was so heartbroken that I said, well, you know what, at least I know, at least I know everything, right? I'm jaded. I know everything. I've given up on love. I've given up on hope, but maybe I'm wrong. And maybe that means that some beautiful things will come into my life. Uh, and I frame that in this song around a new relationship. You know, there's the guy in the song who has his hand in the like the garbage uh, and the surprise of a new love when you think that you're never going to feel that way about someone because you've been hurt. So that's where it comes from. Mm. It's, it's, it's a lot in one track. And uh, I think the audience needs to hear it. So let's okay. listen to Mysteries by right. Tara Kinkaspro right here on the Sunday Night Army. ever sweat their palms for me before no one ever volunteered to drive halfway chasing came and following them out my door cutting them in song to not beg them to stay I ran through hope like a sneaker stomped ribbon to no cheers trampled cups but i had forgiven myself and resigned that if i couldn't know love i could at least know everything i thought i had it all figured out Wanderman' in flames, always for the bereft But I couldn't be happier to be wrong If a hand I don't believe in Has some mysteries left I'm in the disposal for my grandmother's ring Did she see us fall asleep Holding hands last night Took a minute to tell her With his head in the sink That yes, I know that's how you slept With your husband till he died Left hearts in the raindrops on my windshield I giggled like a cursing kid Bringing joy in from the storm I had never considered But I didn't know a lot of things he did I ran through hope Like a sick bed prayer Let it go into the night And bequeath the despair Of my 
myself and resign But if I couldn't know love I could at least know everything I thought I had it all figured out And a past state of wonder Always for the bereft But I couldn't be happier to be wrong I'm a miserable heathen <laughs> But there are mysteries left Little fireworks Phantom crossets in the backyard It's all I wanted No flayed fingers on the sparks Fewer singed eyelashes, fewer migraine plumes Hopeless laughter I had heard from the Something that can stay I didn't know I could still feel this way I thought I had it all figured out And a moment of wonder Always for the bereft But I couldn't be happier to be wrong Looked askance and tried to thank you There you go. That was Mysteries. Tarek Giancaspro right here on the Sunday Night Army. Still with me, a.k.a. Sweaty Lamar. Let's yes. talk about that. I want to sure. know where, where, where did this come from? Because myself, I'm a big hip hop head from the 90s. I'm an artist. I, had, I, I was working on stuff for my, I had my own nicknames in, in the game, but not as cool as this one. <laughs> so I want to know. What's the background on this? Sure. Well, I when I decided I was going to get into music, I wanted some boundary between my professional life and my music. You know, there's a different persona there that you can tap into, which is helpful in building your confidence, but also in making sure that your boss doesn't see some of the more profane songs that you've written. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was coming up with a couple different things and I thought, you know, a pun name would be fun. Like I'm an idiot. So I love a good pun name. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some fun bands like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. And, uh, you know, a couple different ones that really riff off of someone else in pop culture. So I tossed around a couple of ideas. Um, Fluzy Quattro was one after Suzy Quattro, who's a big inspiration inspiration to me and in my look and the feel of the music I eventually want to make. But then I settled on Sweaty Lamar, which is a riff off of Hedy Lamar. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Hedy Lamar was a brilliant scientist um, who was like, hey, I'm hot. I'm going to go into Hollywood. I'm going to make a bunch of movies. I'm going to make a bunch of money. And some of this money will fund my scientific research. And her scientific research, um, you know, radar and sonar hopping during World War II led to the eventual invention of Wi-Fi. 
So mm -hmm. you and I are interacting because of Ms. Hedy Lamar. Wow. Uh, and I, yeah, I liked the idea. I liked that dichotomy of, you know, not just another pretty face. This woman had something to say and something to make. Uh, and then sweaty because I'm I'm Italian and we're, a, you know, notoriously <laughs> sweaty people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought it'd be funny to do something where I took this very feminine woman and I, I twisted it a little bit, made it something a little gross, something a little different. And that's that's me. You know, I'm very femme, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not afraid to, you know, use my sailor mouth. So, yeah. I, I think you, you just touched on a topic there that I think is a topic for a whole different show is how with uh, the last couple of years where everything gets done online and artists coming out and, you know, doing what they love doing because they're, they're home and they're able to utilize all the technology. How many artists actually hide what they do from like their day-to-day -day job? Right. Yeah, that <laughs> is a good question. My, my boss does in fact know that I have music out. Eventually it just kind of came out. Uh, and he he really loves, so I'm an executive assistant by trade, and my boss actually really loves that he is this little rock star assistant. He's like very supportive of it. If I've had to take off to go into the studio, um, he actually is is like, oh, cool, you're so interesting. And I'm like, I'm really not. I just do this dumb thing where I talk about my exes and I make it rhyme, but okay, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm sure that you know, a lot of artists as they're marketing themselves don't advertise the fact that they have a day job and then, you know, vice versa. Like they're not, not volunteering to their, you know, coworkers that they have a gig or something if they want to keep that separate. I personally, whenever right. a coworker no, learns fantastic. that I'm a musician, they're like, oh, can I hear uh, your it's stuff? It's a good like, question. And I think oh, I might I don't know. Like, it's weird it now. What if you look at me weirdly? Um, um, but I know that there are a lot of people the environment, too, the music who would environment, go up to the their coworkers thing and be like, hey, into so I've got a show in the city tonight. Why don't you come something out? That, uh, I don't know. Don't think it that's might be a problem later on or something that people encourage. I don't know. Creatively, I think it's encouraging because it just opens up creative juices, ideas, and utilizing your time a little bit better. But what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. Um, but uh, before the show, we talked about, you know, asked where you are and you're like, oh, East Coast. And I'm like, hey, in Canada, because I usually don't know right off the bat where exactly my, my guests are located. And sure. not, sometimes, just like today, I'm lucky enough where some of my guests have experiences in Canada and I love to hear about them. So you mentioned something about Montreal, a place I have never been. And I would love I, to know more about. I have not either, but apparently my music has. So uh -oh. uh, I have a friend. Her name is Yumna. She is a blogger. She has a blog called Busy Bees. And she talks about music. And we met and she interviewed me. And she sent me this, like, harried, excited voice memo two days ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, play, I, I started, I play it on Instagram and she said that she was in Montreal and she was in traffic in Montreal. And I guess she was like walking next to some cars maybe. And she heard mysteries and she assumed it was like coming from her phone, but then she was like, wait, I'm listening to music. Like, why do I hear mysteries in the background? And I guess she took out her earbuds and the car next to her was blasting mysteries at like top volume. And she she was like, I cannot believe that like, not only was someone playing it here, but that I was here to hear it and tell you. 
And I just, I lost my mind because I'm, you know, I'm always surprised when someone listens to my music. Um, every single time someone says, oh, I listened. I'm like, oh, you did really? <laughs> but it was cool to hear that it was like spotted out in the wild. Um, if that person is listening, you know, proud Canadian, wherever you are, first of all, like book another therapy appointment, please. I'll, I'll pay for the copay <laughs> as a thank you. But second, like, please let me know who you are so I can thank you. It was very 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 exciting um yeah and it's, it's a beautiful thing to learn that my music has traveled to places that I have not yet been I've been to Canada but I went to like Niagara Falls once I would love to come back um but yeah I mean I've had moments where like you know if you look in Spotify it tells you where people are listening yes and I've had listeners in Estonia mm -hmm. and Saudi Arabia and I'm like mm -hmm. I've never been to Estonia before but my voice has mm -hmm. and that's just the craziest thing to me it's very humbling and it's really special uh to learn that i've traveled and you know across different languages across different cultures that someone liked something i had to say or liked my voice which good for them i don't know what that's like because i have imposter syndrome but good for them that they <laughs> liked my voice uh yeah it's a really beautiful thing but I, I was so touched um and i looked like the next day on spotify artists and sure enough there were a couple streams from montreal and i was like mm -hmm. oh my god it, it's real it's true it was very very exciting mm, that's fantastic it's probably somebody added it to their playlist and just rocking out to it i would have like knocked on their window be like hey get their attention do you know who that is? Yeah, I, I, would, I would automate a scene. <laughs> yeah, well, if it yeah, if it was me, I would have popped my head in that car. I didn't expect my friend to jump in uh, to a stranger's car, but I would have been like, "Hi, that's my voice. Hello, can I like take a picture with you?" Like that's how I I wouldn't even be like, "Oh, you want a picture with me?" No, I'd be like, "I want to take a picture with you. You are the celebrity to me for listening to my music." <laughs> it was amazing to hear that. That's fantastic. I love when that happens because hey. Again, we were just talking about this. Uh, we're able to reach so many people around the world with uh, your music, playlists, Spotify, you know, all that stuff. It's everywhere. So that's fantastic. Yeah. That's a cool story. I, I like hearing about that stuff. Now, yeah. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> more cool stuff. It's only early in 2022. You mentioned you, you're working on an EP. What else is going on this year? Yes. Yeah, so that's the big project uh the ep is called a little bit country a little bit rock and roll and uh country is spelled in the naughty way um <laughs> it is again as i mentioned a country western inspired ep talking about fidelity uh it's four original songs and one cover by kitty wells which is a classic classic country song from the 50s uh, I love that song because it's a response to someone else's song. Mm. There was a song from a man who was talking about, oh, I can't help falling for these honky-tonk angels. Uh, and someone said, it would be really funny if we wrote a rebuttal to this and had a woman sing it and say, well, actually, there's a reason that these women are led to this environment and it's men's fault. Uh, so I thought that would be a really funny one to include. Um, yeah, but I wrote uh, the lead single is called Abby, I'm Sorry, I Stole Your Man. It is a sequel to Jolene from Jolene's <laughs> perspective, which I'm very excited to get to everybody. I was just uh, mocking up the single artwork last night by myself and texting eight friends because I have, you know, it's hard to make those decisions sometimes where you're just like, uh, do I do a pink background? Do I do a red background? 
uh, and that can take five hours of me, you know, mm -hmm. just spiraling out. But yeah, that's going to be the first single. I'm very excited to bring it to everybody. I still have a couple of songs to cut. Uh, I'm going to be in the studio tonight, actually, hopefully working on some. And yeah, that's the big project for the year. I have other songs I want to make. I have a Google Doc with like 60 songs that I've written. And it's just going to be a matter of figuring out which sound to go to next. Because I really write outside of genre. Like genre is the last concern I have when I'm writing a song. This is a country western EP coming out. And it's very like campy country. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not um, she mm -hmm. thinks the tractor sexy. But it's more that 70s Dolly Parton feel oh, uh, mixed right. with kind of Casey Graves and Orville Peck, like the the new alternative country artists of today, mm -hmm. uh, leaning into really feminist and queer themes, which I think is really great. Um, you know, I have pop songs I've written. I have more of the like sad white girl crying songs like mysteries that I could put out. And I probably will go back to those next because they're they're a lot easier. It's just a lot easier for me to sing. They're a lot easier for me to arrange. Uh, I've actually been able to arrange some of them myself. And then I have like full on David Bowie, Harry Styles, glam rock sounds that I want to make eventually and, nice. and work my way up to feeling comfortable singing those. That's, that's a lot of genre bending. That's fantastic. I look, yeah, forward, to, I look I forward to all of that. Thank you. I, you know, I really think that uh, if you try hard and believe in yourself, you can live without being confined to one specific aesthetic. You know, that's a big thing I see a lot of people where it's like, oh, I don't admit that I listen to this artist because it doesn't fit my aesthetic. And I'm like, life is short. The world is on fire. Just listen to Taylor Swift if you want to listen to Taylor Swift. Really? Come on now. So I, uh, in terms of writing my own music and, you know, it's probably not great for like my marketing strategy. If people are like, <laughs> Oh, what's she doing next? But if people just happen to like me, which I don't know why that's your problem. That's a you problem guys. <laughs> um, you know, then they get excited about what might come next and it's fun to keep people on their toes. So hopefully mm -hmm. it works out. Mm -hmm. No, that's fantastic. Now, if my audience listening right now wanted to follow you on your social media, uh, where can they find you? Sure. So I am at Sweaty Lamar with two R's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I believe I have a YouTube channel where, you know, audio files of my music have been uploaded. Mm -hmm. I am sweatylamarmusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, if your listeners are not familiar with Bandcamp, it is a great resource. You can actually buy artists' music there, you know, which is great because musicians uh musicians need tips to uh pay these That's very true. expensive producers uh and yeah mostly i use instagram that's how I've gotten, like, that's how I met you. That's, that's how right. I meet a lot of people that I connect with uh, in terms of growing, growing my brand and getting people to hear my music. Feel free to send me a message. If you listened and liked what you heard, I would love to talk to you guys. And I think that's, every oh, I'm on Facebook. You can search Sweaty Lamar. I'm pretty much everywhere at this point. It's fantastic. And I'm so pumped that you have everything, uh, one brand of Sweaty Lamar. And uh, it's just across all, all social media. And of course, anybody listening who knows the show knows I will be uh, tagging Tara, a.k.a. Sweaty Lamar, across all social media, everywhere. Link in the description, uh, link in the episode. Easy. Click it. She'll be tagged. Go right there, like, follow, subscribe, listen. And of course, if you haven't found out yet, 
the Sunday Night Army has a playlist, and mysteries will be added to the Spotify playlist. Get it some spins, some plays, put in your rotation, get that song out there. So, Sweaty Lamar, all I got to say is thank huh? you for coming on the show today. And talk thank to you me. so much for having me. This was fabulous. Thank you.